you. Hey. Can you hear me okay? Yeah. Okay, good. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Happy Easter uh, if you celebrate it. Yes, you too. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Oh, man, I'm pumped for this topic. I'm always pumped for every topic. <laughs> I know you are. I was going to say this a new thing, but I'm pumped too. I will match your energy. Yes. Yes. But, yeah, I'll wait till one or two people are coming in. But, man, it feels... It's only been a week, but it feels longer. I know. Yeah, it has been. Yeah, it kind of does feel that way. I was saying even today, it seems like the day has been going slow because the um, I've been waking up so early. And I'm normally a person that I'm just, I never like the morning. So I would sleep in and I'm a nighttime girl. So yeah. I've been getting up early and I'm like, wow, there really is like a lot of the day when you get up early. <laughs> There's a lot yep. of the day left. It's like so different. <clears throat> I, I about- often find myself waking up in the middle of the night and getting... I'm such a night owl. I get like the, a surge of energy, like right when everyone is supposed to go to sleep. Even if I go to bed at like nine, ten, I'll wake up at like one in the morning. And be like, yes, let's do this. <laughs> it is very true. What um, what were your i I know you sent me a message about one of your topics. I was at work again. What were your topics this week about? What did you end up um, chatting about? Yesterday. One second. I'm going to have to check. <laughs> I'm starting to lose track. Uh, that's a good thing. It means you're doing a lot. That's good. Yeah. So yesterday was, are you on the frequency of love? Oh, nice. Yeah. And then the day before, the golden rule. And um, I actually started a podcast with Amina Hawk every Tuesday and Thursdays. It's called Let's Be Honest Podcast. So that's new. Cool. How it's, what's new in your life? Mm, not too much. I don't think. Oh, yeah. I don't think anything too much right now. I don't know. Nice. Yeah, just go coasting. I'm in the. I'm in that lucky phase of like things are well. You know, I don't think there's. Yeah. That's kind of a good thing. I got a good groove going with a lot of different things. So. Nice. I think trying well, not to get consumed in my corporate healthcare world. That's what I try not to do. Oh, yeah. I hear that. Oh, today's topic will be a good balance. <laughs> today's yeah. topic will be good, but it's also going to be a little bit painful, which is what it's, what it's supposed to do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I agree. I was going to say, give me like three seconds. I'll invite a couple people. <clears throat> okay. Sounds good. What? I wasn't talking to you. Sorry. I was talking to someone oh, okay. in the room. I was not doing snotty with you. What? <laughs> uh, no, I get I get that it's happy Easter today. People are busy. So um you know, if yeah. there's not a ton of listeners, that's fine. But I'm sure that if there's always if there's at least one person who gets something out of this, that's good enough for me. And then, you know what, here's the thing, even if people don't, right? I mean, then it's yeah. just two people connecting. I always, I really, I have tried my best, even on my podcast on Spotify. I don't even check how many people watch or listen anymore. Um, yeah. And it's not so that I'm just talking to talk, but people that, even if with like, you know, 16 to 20 people that consistently listen to it, like that's good enough for me. 
whenever yeah. people can get to it. And plus, like you said, it's Easter. It's a hard day for some people. But yeah. um, and I did. P is for pain was out today, so it's good timing too that I put out the on the Spotify podcast. I did put it off out nice. today, and I. I re-listened to it and I was like, this is a really good topic. <laughs> Selfishly between two of us. This is a good topic because it's, I do. I, I, I was listening to it and I, just the first thing I start with is different kinds of pain people can experience. That it's not just physical, you know, but especially when you just bring up that word that there's some sort of muscle memory or there's something about pain that people tend to, they immediately have a memory that comes to mind, right? Or they have, maybe they have chronic pain or fibromyalgia or they have, you know, and maybe some religious or spiritual pain, you know, there's, um, I think a lot of people, um, I know we talk about spirituality, but there are a lot of individuals that those things have caused them a lot of pain, you know, that, that it's not a good topic for them or, um, and then there's trauma, you know, there's a lot of different ways to experience it. Absolutely. I thank everyone for joining in. So just so you know, we'll get started here right away. But today's topic is more or less, for me at least, like, I don't, I wanted to kind of focus on the emotional pain of things. How can we, so my goal of today's podcast is for like, I want to be inspired. I want to change my perspective about my pain. You know, too many times we look at pain and we roll, we roll into a ball and we try to avoid it. But what if it's the pain itself is trying to teach us a lesson? So I totally agree with mindfulness, positivity, all that stuff. That's all good and dandy. But there's also the 50% of the other flip coin where it's like we can use that pain to motivate us. And, you know, often when you look at successful people too, it's 50% motivational, inspirational. But then there's the other side of it where they just embrace the pain. And I think that's where a talented person, for example, might not be able to reach their goal because the pain is too big for them to confront it. So what do you think about that? Yeah, I think, I think, I mean, I I definitely would agree. There's always, I mean, you know, my belief on the yin and yang vibes, like things serve their purpose. And I think you're right when you talk about, you know, using it to channel, right? Like using that pain, or we've talked about anxiety, that psychological pain in order to channel something forward, that momentum, I like to call it like momentum, that life momentum that kind of gets you pushed onward. But there's also, like you said, not toxic positivity, which was one of our topics, but there are sometimes like where it just sucks. You know what I mean? There's, there's things where there are people, I always say I'm strong and I'm tired. And there are days where sometimes when people tell me like, just push through, it's a lesson. Like, you know what I mean? I I try to look at them and um, kind of say like, yeah, dude, but today it sucks. Like I've pushed forward the 364 days. This is a day where it sucks. You know what I mean? It's a day where, where I don't, I don't want to, but you're right. A lot of people that are successful, it's, you know, failures and pains and things that you go through, you know, are, are, are there for, you know, lessons and, and to move onward. And you always come out on the other side knowing more. Yeah. And I like what that you mentioned toxic positivity. We had a talk about toxic positivity with Healer Haven, which was awesome. Um, yeah. When you, sometimes it sucks to say this, but sometimes you just got to sit in the suck, allow yourself to feel all the different pains that you're going through. Like don't ignore them. Don't push them down. Um, 
and like not don't necessarily embrace them, but just recognize what you're feeling. You know, sometimes yeah, let them be. <laughs> let them be. Yeah, and use that to to teach you a lesson. Hey, okay, where is this coming from? To do some self reflection. Um, try not to push it away through media. I mean, that's I think that's the most typical way people deal with their pain nowadays. They binge watch Netflix oh, yeah. and stuff. Um, you know, and again, I don't have nothing against movies and stuff, but how are you using your distractions? Are you using them to run away from yourself? Or maybe you had a long day and you just kind of needed that movie to just kind of reset. Those are very two different things. Yeah, for sure. And the, I know you want you wanted to talk about more like the emotional or psychological pain. I I think sometimes this is what I said in my podcast today too that I released that how much it has a visceral response when you have a day and any any of us that have been through it and I know you, each of you are thinking about a day today where you're like you want to sit in your car and scream you know at the top of your lungs and when you know you're whether you're sad or depressed or anxious or it could be trauma. It could just be grief, but anything that, you know, pain is psychological. It starts with the brain. I mean, that's the science behind it. People think it starts with the body and goes to the brain. That's completely untrue. It starts with the brain goes to the body and back to the brain. So it's, I mean, it's very visceral. Our body and our nerve connections is is our way of processing it. And it could be so visceral and physical. And to be honest, like kind of drowning, you know, there's just days where it's like, I, you feel stuck. You feel stuck with it. And I think that's what you said today was you want to get something away from it so that you can, you know, move and process your own pain. Cause I think that feeling of stuckness when you are experiencing it so much, it's, yeah. it's that much more important to move it and to get a different perspective. Absolutely. And you know, I, I'm at the, I'm at a point now in my life where I'm starting to realize, Hey, pain is going to come. Don't run from it because in the long term, it'll just make it worse, right? So when you look at people like uh, Rodney Mullen, who was a good friend of Tony Hawk, he said there were times that that pain, actually he, he used that pain to motivate himself, to push himself to go further and to learn a lesson through it. I really mm-hmm. believe that there are times to sit back and to just you know, have solitude and stuff, but there's also times where you can use your pain towards this, the thing that you love to do. <clears throat> when I first started podcasting, it was a scary thing for me. I'm not going to lie. It was one of the biggest scary things that I had for this year. I want to start podcasting and stuff. But, you know, my love for podcasting had to be bigger than, the, than experiencing the pain. I had to realize I am going to experience some growing pains, but I'm not going to let that hold me back. Mm-hmm. What kind of growing so, pains do you think? What do you what do you think are some of the lessons you've come across in starting? So in my experience, the joy it doesn't come from ten good days or seven good days in a week, but it comes from those days where I thought it was impossible or too painful for me to do something, and I pushed myself through that and I confronted my inner beliefs um, that I allowed to take root, and I just realized at the other side of it. It was just my thoughts and my beliefs holding me back. So that's a beautiful lesson right there that I learned. And I'm continuing mm-hmm. to learn, actually. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I think that's a good thing. I, 
I think I, I personally, like I, whether it's physical, which I know we're not focusing on, but physical changes, you know, in my body in 10 years, I tell people as a scholar athlete and now, unfortunately, a, I say a survivor of like chronic pain. I don't even use that phrase very often because I think it gets a bad yeah. rep. And plus I, very openly, people get a little, no offense to anybody that experiences chronic pain. There's kind of a bridge between sharing it and being whiny about it, right? And I'm somebody where I just like sharing it if it's relevant, but I don't talk about it every day. A lot of my good friends don't even know I go through it. Um, yeah. It's just not, you know, a topic of conversation, but, or emotional pain, like from grief, from losing my brother, but whether it's emotional or physical, I I think my one takeaway is it, I really have to, when you talk about that lesson, the best lesson that I think I've learned is that there's always a a contrast to it, that whatever the deepest pain, there's something that came out on the other side that, that matched it. It matched its energy that was positive. And um, if anything, I think exceeded it is something I'm also learning um, is that regardless, there's always something that comes out that that's, that's good. And if, by the way, if you're listening and this is a day where you're not there and you're like, Oh gosh, this is one of those, wildly positive like no that just happens to be where german guy and i are at but if today is a day where you came to listen that you're like i'm just having a crappy day we want to hear that too like share it with us like if you're having a rough day maybe you don't want positive words like talk about the i say the angsty side of pain too you know the the part that doesn't feel good you know there's there's a balance for a reason there's two sides to there's all sides of pain but absolutely they all they all think I think it has to be expressed sometimes. Um, you know, there was this thing that, like, someone mentioned this um, example. You would put ice buckets in front of you. You would put your hand in the ice bucket, and then you would tell one group of people not to express their pain or not to swear or whatever. And the other side of people, they were allowed to drop F-bombs, to just act out and stuff. And they actually noticed that the people who used that pain and they expressed it, they were able to hold their hand in the ice water or the ice bucket for 35% longer than the other side. So sometimes what I got out of it is it is actually not beneficial for you if you just like push it down. You know, you're, mm-hmm. you're feeling pain for a reason. Express it. There's nothing wrong with expressing it. Now, mind you, it's, it, it's important that you don't express it to toxically positive people because they'll always tell you the same thing. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Leave them out of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> no, it's true. I, I agree with you. The, um, and I think also, I think the impact other people have too. You know, you're talking about the impact of, you know, putting your hand in the bucket. I, I think there's also, you know, I think of a lot of the social psychology research that came out from, a lot of people know it where <clears throat> they were able to sustain more pain if they had somebody else next to them thinking they were experiencing the same pain, they would sit through it longer. If they were kind of one-to-one, if they was just themselves getting like shocked or something else, this is back when you could do those things. Um, if there was somebody around them that there was a communal suffering, they were able to sit with that pain longer. Mm. So I feel like there's also something too where <clears throat> be aware of who's who's around you. You know, when people say, right kind of like, you know, misery loves company. And, you know, there are sometimes people that keep us in those dark states a little too long. Mm. And there are some people that are good at taking us out of them. But I think being aware of 
how our social surroundings impact our how we're perceiving pain too. whether are you romanticizing it all the time? Are you focusing on it all the time? Are you going online? And this is the difference between I think building awareness of like mental health and, you know, being positive and mindfulness versus obsessing over these things. I don't think it's good to you know, sit with your emotions and pain too long either. I always say invite it for dinner, but don't let it stay the weekend. Absolutely. You know, there's, Absolutely. there's not a, not a benefit to obsessing and romanticizing these things either. Yeah. I think it, in the long run, if you, I like that word that you use romanticize. Is that right? Mm-hmm. I'm German. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the right word. <laughs> okay. So I feel like when you do that, it, you kind of, you experience pain that was supposed to be experienced for five, maybe 10 minutes, and then you end up feeling it all day. That is not helpful to anyone. Right. You're not, not doing anybody a favor sitting and obsessing over it. You know, you're not, yeah. you're, you're not showing that you're stronger by sitting there three extra days being like, I'm just going to sit in misery. Yep. Right. Like, look how much I can be miserable, everybody. Like it's yep. not, it's not a badge of honor to be somebody that can sustain a lot of pain. And I, I think that's when people say like, you're so strong. And I do. You probably hear that a lot too. I think, I know in our podcast, you and I hear it a lot that you're so strong, you're such a strong person. And I tell people, I'm like, yep, I'm strong and tired. Both are true. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm strong and tired. Like both of those things are, that's my yin and yang. I'm strong and I'm tired. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes people look strong at, on the outside, but maybe they just screamed into a pillow saying F. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I do that a lot. <laughs> there you go. I don't swear a lot in your podcast, but I know my friends that listen to me know I swear a lot. When it comes to releasing that pain too, you know, some people think this is interesting. When I have a bad day and I listen to like sad music, after one or two sad songs, I'm like, okay, I'm good. But if I listen mm-hmm. to happy songs, I would just push it down deeper and really not like who I'm becoming. Mm-hmm. That's very true. <clears throat> Every time I hear the word pain, I think of the Three Days Grace song, the rock band Three Days Grace Pain, and I just never can get out of my head. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, um, yeah. <clears throat> but I think people... And this is a quote by Neil Strauss. He said, people go through so much pain trying to avoid pain. Absolutely. That was so true. Absolutely. Like when you go to a gym, you're building those muscles. You know? Mm -hmm. You need to go through that pain. If you don't want to go through that pain, just don't go to the gym. But if you have a goal and it requires you to step inside your outside of your comfort zone. Don't be too surprised when you have pain because it's actually there to push you further to, to level you up. Yeah, exactly. All right. So we got people tuning in. We got Tony, the medium, we got dumpster fire, no one special Vivi. We got X Modat. We got, Horrifido. Oh, I'm butchering some of these names. Mizzy Loves. Thank you for being here. Feel free to chime in. Let us know how is pain beneficial to you? How do you view pain? Help us to understand, maybe to switch our perspective 
about pain itself. Um, we would love yeah. to hear your input. Don't shy away from it. Express <laughs> how you feel. German guy, don't bite. And if you haven't done so already, <laughs> Hilary Haven and I. I'm so sorry. You gotta give me a second. <laughs> take, <laughs> take, take the second. <laughs> uh, but I'm the yang to his yin, so I will bite. So I just want, no, I'm just kidding. Oh. I won't. I won't whatsoever. Oh. <laughs> all. Now people are scared. No, yeah, I know. If people start clawing out now, oh, yep, nope, lost one. See, can't say that. Can't <laughs> tell people you bite. Noted. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> Tune in, let us know. So if you like this kind of content, today is a little bit deeper than usual. We like to focus on mindfulness, self-development. But today, we're like, you know what? Pain can be a positive thing, too. It's our perspective about pain. So help us change the perspective. Follow Healer Haven or myself if you want to see when we come live again. And here we go. Here we go. See those, seeing those thanks. claps. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Dumpster Fire. And thanks for the follow, too. <clears throat> right. Yeah, she, I I was gonna say the other thing. I literally just had a blank moment. I was thought I had something about pain. I lost it. No, it like just left my mind. Oh, so goes. painful. That was painful. <laughs> oh, there's my dog. Hey, Friday. Thank you. Friday wanted her. That's my dog. Everybody. That's Friday. She clearly was feeling left out and needed to bark to let everybody know she was here. Thank you. I'm Friday. here. <laughs> I feel Thank your you pain. Yeah. <laughs> I feel your pain. I love it. <clears throat> the other thing I was thinking, okay, psychological pain. I think I, I, I figured it out now. What do you think about I, I want to hear your thoughts on that. That like pain starts with the brain and then goes to the body. What I, I I'm curious of your this it, I'm curious of your input. There you go. I'll stop it there. Yeah. I I think it's absolutely right. I think you know, it's it's based on the self-talk a lot of the times. And we touched on this so many times. Um, it's what you tell yourself when you're going through a hard time, for example. Um, you know, going through a hard time itself is not a bad thing. But, you know, changing your perspective on it. You know, it sucks right now, but I'm going to get through it. Not putting it into... Not be identifying so much with the pain, just seeing it as an opportunity to, to learn from it. And, and that's really hard. That's really hard. When you're in the thick of it, it's really hard to think positive. And you don't have to think positive. Um, but I think when it becomes like a psychological pain is when people are like, well, I'm not good enough. I will never reach my goal, you know. And then it, it kind of hinders them to take that next step towards growing a little bit more. Um, I th I don't think we should be afraid to feel pain. I think we should almost embrace it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Look at we got some comments. You want to check them? All right. Yeah, let's do it. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. Dumpster fire. What's on your mind? Hey guys, just wanted to say thanks. I definitely appreciate the content. I love listening to people talk about all kinds of pain depression, anxiety, so on and so forth. I talk to a lot of people outside of stereo about these topics and try to help them with whatever I can. Nice. Good Thank on you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, good See, on you, man. That's, that's another way to use the pain you feel, become vulnerable and make people relate to it so they don't feel like they're alone. I think that's another yeah. really, really good way, actually, to change your perspective about pain. Um, 
pain is something that all of us feel to an extent. We all have our demons to fight. We all have our issues. Um, and, we, and we open up about it sometimes. Yeah, it feels painful to us too. But then other people might relate to it and they don't feel alone. That's a beautiful thing you're doing. I agree. And you talk about communal pain. I think about the pandemic right now. It's one of the few ways in the last year that I think we have experienced the entire world a communal pain. I think a a shared experience, which when people do grief work, right, with the, after people pass away, that's one of the most powerful interventions that people experience mm-hmm. afterward is sharing it with people and being with people. Sometimes there's nothing to do with it, but just having people there. And I feel that's something that the pandemic has really highlighted is that, you know, I think a lot of us realize we need people, not just want. And I'm not talking about need codependency. I'm talking about just as social animals, being around people and what that does for our mental health. And I think we realize some of us how much we miss it and in a lot of ways needed it, you know? Yeah. No, I think if you can express your pain and you don't feel guilty about it, there's a good chance you're expressing to a, it to a good friend, you know, a friend who's just going to listen and encourage you through it. And we all need those people in our lives. We need to recognize what people will actually listen to our, to what we have to say. Um, yeah. And I think friends that will tell me to pardon my French, get my shit together. You know what I mean? Right. That if I'm sitting in that pain too long, they're like, okay, like we, we're done now. You know, like right. you're, you're, you're now taking it into your 13 emo self. Like, let's get our crap together and keep moving on. You know, there's, there's a life out here that we got to live. And I think finding that balance, that's what I feel the key to this pain thing is. It's just finding a balance and how do I experience it but not let it consume me. Hmm. Absolutely. And I think when you're with people who strive for that balance and it, it will, they will confront, confront you about it, you know. It's okay to sit in a misery, but when people are like, okay, time to move on. I actually want to hear that from people. I don't want to sit in my pain all day. I want people to tell me to smarten up sometimes, but that's just me. Yeah, absolutely. All right, we got a message from Emina Hawk. She's my amazing co-host for Tuesday and Thursday. Let's be honest podcast. I am excited to hear what you have to say. Hello, hello, German guy, Healer Haven. You know what? Um, this topic is actually quite triggering for me, but I'm sticking through it because I adore German guy. He's my co-host, my other show. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to support. Um, it's great to meet you, Healer Haven. Okay, so you're right. Um, psychological pain that does not get addressed and worked through definitely can saturate the body and just completely start to break you down whether you're getting physical pains ulcers uh you can't sleep you barely eating just the various conditions that really would just make your life <laughs> not so pleasant but you know pain pain could be a good thing in the sense of it'll make you aware of your situation hopefully it'll motivate you to do better to keep moving forward but it can be very deadly if you sit there and mm. just sit. Absolutely. I think she'll keep going in the next message. Thank you so much, Romina, for for being here, even though it might not be the, your uh, favorite talk. It's not, it wasn't honestly my f- favorite talk either. Um, but outside of podcasting, I'm realizing, hey, 
you know, we were going to feel pain. What do we do about it? So that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this with you today, Hilo Haven. And let's hear Amina's next message. I am. Um, oh, God, I hate pain. Hate pain, hate lessons where you have to learn the hard way. Because who wants to do that? Everybody just wants yeah. joy and easiness and just uh, kick back uh, situations. But that's not life. Life is going to give you some pain and it's going to give it to you rough. So with that stated, mm. yes, it's a mindset. You know, can you move forward? Can you, you know, work through the pain? But most importantly, can you face the pain? Can you look that pain in the in in the face, square in the face, and get to the root of the problem, and 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 really deal with that, deal with yourself, deal with the individuals in your life that might be causing that pain? Are you brave enough? Do you have enough courage? You know, do you have enough self love to no longer put a band aid over it, but to really face it and really try to get through it with whatever interventions you may need? Because pain, pain is gain. Yes, absolutely. Ooh. And I, so I good. Think oh, sorry. I apologize. No, no, it's all good. It's just, it's so good. Everyone follow Amina. She's, she's amazing. I am. Um, I feel like there's, uh, you know, and, and that triggered another thought for me is people that actually are pain seekers. I think that there is this stereotype that a lot of people, and I talk about this in my podcast, that people are very aversive or avoidant of pain. You know, I even mentioned in the first five seconds of my podcast, I'm like, even the word just hits you like pain. It's just mm, a very sharp yeah. word. And, you know, at least the American language, what is pain in German? What's the, what's the word for pain in German? Uh, pain in German. Schmerzen. So it doesn't sound a whole lot better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound better. It <laughs> doesn't no. sound better. But it's even the word is very sharp, you know, but it's it's also what we attach to it. Our memories are attached to that word. So I feel like there are some people that, you know, physical or emotional, they seek out sometimes things that are painful. And sometimes that might be <laughs> physical risk, you know, sometimes that might be um, even sexual interests. You know, some people have that in their intimacy, that that's something they seek out. There are people that we say kind of emotional masochists, you know, people that, that they feel like they deserve it, right? That it's something that right. they seek out things that are painful or abusive relationships, even with the best of intentions to heal. But there's that underlying thing where they, they seek out pain and risk. And I think that, um, I think they also get judged a little bit, you know what I mean? Because there are people that in the world, right? Like, maybe they're comfortable being in sadness or they're a little melancholic, right? Like melancholy, which means just like a low grade sadness. They're okay sitting with that melancholy, that sadness, that depression, and everybody tries to get them out of it. And it's like, sometimes that is like a temperament for some people. I have a client, you know, right now in my clinical practice where I had to ask her just point blank. I said, so I'm just wondering, I said, don't take this as me as assuming. I said, are you, you know, do you feel like you are somebody where, you like melancholy is a temperament like if this like do you still feel like you're depressed to the point where you still need care or are you somebody that you know just at a baseline like you're just okay being there you know and she was like I'm gonna be honest I think I'm functionally melancholic you know what I mean like she's like I don't she goes I'm gonna be honest like I don't think I need like you know therapy I'll stay on my meds and I've I've done a lot and but we kind of 
in a lot of ways, you think of anxiety, right? People are functionally anxious all over the place and they don't go get care. They don't go to therapists. They don't, but functional depression and functional psychological pain, you know, and by the way, as I'm saying this to anybody listening, especially as a therapist, it's important you note this because I know there's something called, uh, you know, the strong man, straw man fallacy where people kind of like jump to what I'm trying to say or like a conclusion. My conclusion is if you need help, go get help. And if you think you need help, go get help. This is not me making a medical advice. It's educational only, but it's important to know that like, if you need help, go get it. But there's another piece where people that have been in care for years, you know, they sit with that pain so much that it, it's, it comes to a point where she had to shrug her shoulders and be like, I'm going to go live my life now. Like, I'm okay with this functional melancholy. This is okay with me. And your spiritual journey is yours. Your mental health journey is yours. I always say, if you're hurting yourself or somebody else, it's a different ballgame. But if it's something where other people are saying you need to do something or, oh, you really should be happy, right? You should feel joy. That's probably about them, right? That's because they're uncomfortable with you being somewhere they're not comfortable with. So don't let people project their feelings, emotions, their views on what you should be doing. That's not their judgment to make. And that's different from people, quote unquote, saying they care, right? I'm saying this because I care about you. No, you're saying it because you're uncomfortable that I'm somewhere you can't be. And that's, that's not their judgment to make. So who you keep around you and who supports you, like, you know, is, is important to be aware, aware of. Absolutely. You know, honestly, I think this is probably a show that's more meant for me than anyone because, you know, I sometimes sit in the pain for too long and then it gets to a, it turns into a habit where I'm thinking about it, something negative for so long that it's hard to break that habit. So I'm probably going to let sure. you talk more because you are the therapist here. <laughs> no, I think your experience is therapist or not, you know, you're, both spiritual and religious, you're a healer yourself, you know, with your podcasts, you know, you have human experience. That's the best thing about podcasts is I come on here because, you know, barely anybody is in my professional world. And that's honest. It's because it's saturated with, in a lot of ways, I think clinical data and evidence base. And I just want to hear people's lives. That's, you know, I, I come on here, I share a little bit of my expertise, but you know, it's, it's really about just connecting and, your experience is just as valid as anything I say. So I love, I love hearing you talk about it. I think it's, I think it's important. Yes. Something I'm growing in and learning is when I'm feeling that pain to, to communicate it in a way that you don't project it to other people. I think that's kind of irresponsible. I feel like sometimes we do it without wanting to or knowing it. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I have to really, work on when I feel pain, I feel offended and stuff, that I first look at myself, okay, why, right? And I don't project it to other people. It's so easy to point fingers at situations and people to blame for how you feel, but that's taking your opportunity to heal away. And exactly. at the end of the day, healing might be a, pro- a, a not might be, not might be, but healing is a process. Everyone is on their own g- uh, journey of healing. You're not doing yourself a favor when you keep blaming other people for your pain. And that's a hard realization for me. You know, mm-hmm. it's way easier 
to blame other people for for what you the pain you feel um it, it's but i think in the long in the long run you're going to find more excuses to find things or people to blame for your pain so it's best mm -hmm. to confront them however long it takes it might take a year it might take two but being able to step by step say hey okay how can i confront my pain today you right. know which pain i'm feeling is actually just because of a belief i've been developing and there's also very legit fear if you just lost someone and you're going through grief that's very very real um mm -hmm. and it, it, even if i look at that people who are going through grief and stuff they just want somebody close by that is not quick to give them um the right answer because there's no right answer so we need to be very mindful of when people are expressing their pain to just know when to say something and when you not say something when you don't say mm -hmm. anything yeah when my brother um when we lost my brother it was the same thing i said there's no better way than through that was another podcast episode two weeks ago that i did was grief is a spiritual journey and that was a part of it was You don't know how I should grieve. Like, yeah, ask me about him. Like, I'm going to have to sit through this, and there's nothing you could do about it, you know, that mm -hmm. there's nothing to do. There's no fix-its, right? And that's the hardest thing is, like, you're talking about even people with the best of intentions that love us, and they want, they don't like seeing us in pain. That's not, I'm not saying that that's the bad thing. It's just hard because sometimes the greatest gift we can give people is just be there for them. It's not our job to take any of it away. You know, unless yeah. they come to us and say, it's a day where I really need you to take me out to lunch because I am out of it, you know, um, then then you're there for them. Right. But it's hard. It's hard being like watching people we love in pain. And that's, I think, another part of psychological pain is those of us that are empaths, those of us that feel, you know, feel we feel what other people feel or mm -hmm. we have high emotional intelligence Um which is a fancy term for our ability to be good at reading what other people's feet, what other people feel and experiencing it ourselves that we often feel when other people feel. So if I, mm. I hear you're having a bad day because I care about you, I'm going to feel right. that in my body. I'm going to feel that in my body. I'm going to feel psychological pain because somebody I care about doesn't feel well. And I think that how we respond as a loved one when someone has that emotional pain um, is something to be aware of too, you know? Mm. So you mentioned something about empaths and people who are able to feel, I think a lot of the times empaths struggle with that knowing like they just want to fix everything and they want to make everything better, but then they forget about themselves. So what can you say to those people when it comes to like, you know, boundaries in a sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you have to choose the people who you're willing to feel the pain with and then kind of protect yourself from other people? What do you think? This is something I am willing to grow in and that's sometimes something I struggle with because you can't take everyone's pain upon yourself. That's just going to wreck you. Absolutely. Well, so, okay, this is literally, when I say a game changer, so everybody that's listening to this, if you are like, I need to learn from this, It is a very, very, very short, I would say, book. Like, it's not, I guess I want to see how to say it. Um, but I'm making sure I get it right. It's by Dave Markowitz. 
and hold on, I'm getting the title. It's long, <laughs> but it's self-care for the self-aware. If you look up Dave Markowitz, self-care for the self-aware, you can get it on paperback for eight bucks. Okay. And I'm telling people, if you literally, you can, I have a copy, you know, if you really are financially strained that you cannot spend that money, which there's no judgment, it's a hard time. I literally will send the one copy I got first come first serve. Um, I, this is, uh, it's for empaths, intuitive, sensitive people, but it is a book that completely changed my life. And he gives tangible examples as an empath, how not to take this stuff on. I did a book review on it and he ended up messaging me and we were talking a little bit. He's, um, he does a lot of work with spirituality and empathy and, I was talking to him and he does. He just has a deep and an honest understanding that it's something you're always going to deal with. You think you figure it out and you don't. But he taught this skill in this book, an actual skill, which thank God, because everybody loves just talking about what they know, but they don't give skills. And he gave this skill where he talks about the keyhole, that there's the center of your chest where people like chakra work, like the solar plex or the heart chakra right in the center, that when you you have experiences happening where somebody you love is in pain and they're taking, they're sharing it with you. And as an empath, you start feeling physical pain. There's something called the keyholes in the center of your chest. You picture that that pain is going through you. It's not staying in you. You need to realize mm. that that keyhole has a front and a back, right? The front of your chest and then the back in the same spot, allow that pain to flow through you. Let it, maybe you filter it, maybe, but you don't take it on. And there's this skill where it talks about so many empaths have chronic pain, physical pain. They have grief in their body. They have um, illnesses. Like people actually get physically ill and have chronic pain issues because they've been taking care of people for so long. So it's important that a lot of this energy work and this energy shifting is no one that is sharing things with you is asking you to take it on. If anything, he talks about that it's an egotistical thing, right? For you to think that that's what somebody wants of you, right? That it's like, no, I'm here to help them. I'm here to heal them. No, you're not. That's not your job. Even as, And this is me being a healer. I call myself a healer not because I can heal people, but I guide people through healing. That's mm. not, I do not have the view I'm here to save people. That's a savior complex. I'm not here to save people. It's my job to be there with them. Talk about mindfulness, right? So as people share with you, you picture if you start feeling that feeling like a tenseness and anxiety, you're matching what they look and feel like. Um, That true empathy is being like, you can feel it with them, but you don't need to mention it. You don't need to take it on. You let it filter through you and just picture that going through your body and back to them. They're not asking you to take it on. They just want you to sit there with them. And I feel like even with the best of intentions, I remember I got offended when I first read that. I was like, what do you mean I'm egotistical, right? Like I'm literally, I give everything I am to everybody, right? Mm. And it's like, well, there's still a lot of ego to think that we heal people. You could say you impact people, you guide people. that, But empaths are very egotistical in that we think that we're kind of know-it-alls. Like we, right. we, we do, we're like, oh, I can help you. I, I can sit with it. I'm really good at this. Like we don't, we can share experiences, but we don't have their answers. We don't have what they need to heal. That's not our job. They already have what they need. It's just our job to help them find the key so they can unlock it. But there is a, 
And I promise this is further along, you know, I'm in my early thirties, I've done, you know, 15, 20 years of this work now and I'm still learning and I'm still not perfect at it, but you have to keep letting people live their lives. Mm -hmm. That is the true key of an empath. We are not here to take on people's shit. That is not our job. I think that's, that's so powerful. I think often where, where I got wrong or where I get it wrong is exactly like you said, I would take that energy and you want to have a healthy balance. You want that person to feel that you understand and then you feel their pain, but then you don't want it to wreck your whole day to have a good balance. And I like what you said. Most people, they wouldn't actually, they would prefer you not to take it on themselves because they realize that pain is 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 just an expression like just to kind of let it out right just to kind of exactly. when you talk about it it's it's a good outlet and i think that's why it's i always feel very um what's the right word i always feel very grateful when people open up to me but then something i have to learn is how do i just listen and and realize the fact that they're going through pain I don't have to say any magical words to make it go away, but me, by just by me listening to them, um, it'll help them relieve some of that pain, you know? Yeah. And, they'll, and they will not feel alone in that pain. Um, I think if I constantly wanted to fix someone's pain, that just shows that I'm really uncomfortable with it, like you said. Yep. Huh. Yes. <laughs> Did you have a moment there? <laughs> I had a moment. Yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. That's what this is about because somebody said it to me. And then now you're going to say it to somebody else in another podcast and an empath will hear it and be like, damn, like I need to go sit with my stuff. This well, It does bring it back to mindfulness, which is why I talked about bringing up this topic was this is the epitome of mindfulness for feelers <laughs> is sitting with not just our pain but other people's it's a hard it's a really hard thing it's not easy and it's a it's a you know blessing and a curse you have to learn how to use it in a good way and to also protect yourself um i i see it as a gift i like i like being an empath i like when people are able to talk to me about their stuff and they feel relieved but then i have to be careful to do some self-care myself to just Give myself some compassion and some love that I'm so eager to give to others. Yeah, for sure. And as a friend, I see you doing better at that. Like just from the first time we talked from listeners, you know what I mean? I think there was a feeling. And for me too, I think we felt like as a team, we had to give people answers, but really like, I think our listeners and you and I hold each other accountable that we're just here to talk. You know, there's no fixing to be done. I think we both definitely work on that you know together when we do this that we don't have to fix and it's so cool when it goes back to living beyond the pain it allows yourself to kind of picture your emotions as a train passing by you know you're not holding on to them you're just aware of them and that's that is a great deal of mindfulness when you're able to say okay these negative emotions they don't define me they come and they go just like the storm comes and goes. There's always Mm -hmm. sunshine after the storm, right? And it takes a lot of that pain away because you realize that it's not going to stick around forever. Um, Often we like to identify the pain with something that is flawed within us. But really, 
Exactly. That just gives you an opportunity to just sit in the pain forever. We are not the pain. We are not the emotions. We are someone who experience uh, someone who experience them. Yeah, externalizing the emotion for all you therapy nerds. That's the that's what we call it in therapy is externalizing, taking it outside of yourself and not attaching it to your character. That's where I try to tell people when people say I am an empath, like, and I do that too. I'm like, I'm trying to change that to like, I feel empathy a lot. Like I feel mm. empathy for people. I feel like sometimes internalizing I'm an empath is no longer validating for me. I like that it's good for other people, just for me personally in my journey that I, I realized I did that for 10 years and it, it drowned me. So just mm. me saying like, I feel empathy. Like I'm, I'm an, I, I'm someone who feels empathy and I'm emotionally intelligent, but not, right. you know, I am an empath puts it into my character. And I feel like, yes, I'm a feeler, but I, I think compassionate is more of my character than, than anything, you know, cause I tell people I'm kind, but I'm not nice. <laughs> right. I'm kind, I'm kind, but I'm not nice. Like, um, yeah. So I know I'm going to do that here. I'm going to, I know that you're really good at this. There's a whole bunch of people that have chimed in this. I mean, in this short amount of time, at least in my mind, it's for an Easter day. It's a lot. So I'm going to pick up where you left off. I know you said kind of a lot of people, but VV there's dumpster fire. There's Tony, the medium Horifido dumpster fire still hanging on. No one's special. Um, JGM M Cox, I think Nikki Lux, Amina. I don't know if you're still here, but hi still. Exmo dad. Hey, Armano, my Italian friend, not my German, but my Italian friend. <laughs> um, <laughs> Kenshi, Justin Miller. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. I'm going to listen to Dumpster Fire's comment. I think it was back about five minutes ago. So let's hear what you have to say because you know that we want to hear it. You know, let's it's kind it. of funny because a lot of the people that I end up dealing with, they simply just don't know themselves. So... My take on that is I kind of just ask them the really hard questions for them to answer themselves because a lot of them don't think of it that way. Yeah. Yes. Just ask the questions. That's spot on. Just that's our job. Just ask the questions. Let people answer them. That was literally thank you for summing up five minutes of my bantering into one sentence. (laughs) Just just ask people questions. (laughs) Ask them questions. Yeah. And then be willing to just listen to the answer without, you know, letting that seep into your identity. Yeah. And you know what? This this topic has been initially, like, I I was a little bit nervous at first. Like, like you said, just the word pain. It's like, oh, I don't want to experience that pain. But it's really important sometimes to really look at it and say, I'm going to experience pain. But what is it going to be? What? How is it going to make it? less painful by me avoiding it you know right mm-hmm. obviously if i had this topic every day i'll probably start thinking about it too much but <laughs> you know this this is why it's important for me to just realize when i am going through a hard time uh, it's it's gonna pass you know i don't have to do anything well sometimes i do but there's a balance thing but i don't have to do anything to fix the problem right away so i can feel the pain um i can give myself compassion through the pain. And as a guy, I don't know if other guys feel this, but when I feel pain, often I'm like inviting shame that I shouldn't uh, invite. It's like, oh, you're supposed to stay strong. You're not allowed to feel pain uh, at this moment. And it really, 
it 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 eats me up from the inside you know i think that's not healthy so i would encourage anyone who's listening in if you're having a crappy day sit in that crappiness because when you allow yourself to feel those things you'll realize hey this is actually turning my day around i'm feeling less crappy now because it's out of my system what do you guys think chime in let us know how can we change our perspective on pain when we feel pain what makes it less painful don't don't be shy chime in chime in <laughs> i think of yeah aristotle this is a quote my mom always loved like learning is not child's play we can't learn without pain you know mm. i she used to say that all the time that learning is not child's play <laughs> She's like, yeah. learning is not child's play when somebody comes to terms. You know, think of all of us. Our biggest lessons came from our biggest pains. Mm. Yep. And how, how do you know what joy and happiness is if you never experienced that pain? If, if you really think about it, how do you know you're having a good day? Because you had really bad days in the past. Yeah. Right? So it can't can't exist without it. It's not possible. It's, it's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. That's why when people right. try to seek out happiness, there's just such an obsession with it. You know, mm. there's such an obsession with happiness. And I said, well, put that same commitment to feeling a great pain, you'll get your happiness. <laughs> right. Anyways, okay. Yeah. If you try to be happy, for, uh, if you try too hard to be happy. In my experience, it just shows that I'm not happy. Why am I not happy? You know, am I, am I saying I can only feel happy when my life is perfect, when this and this is perfect? Well, if I have that perspective, there's always going to be something in my life that is not lining up how I want it to be. It's not really about the circumstance. It's, it's how I'm responding to the circumstance. Um, we live on a broken, in a broken world. That's the reality. You know, we are going to go through rough times sometimes and no one wants that. But while we're in it, we can say, how can I, what can I learn from this rather than spending your whole life running from it? Absolutely. I'm All right, Billy, Billy Kay, thank you for being here. What do you have to say about this very popular subject? <laughs> German guy and Healer Haven, I been enjoying your guys' conversation here. Uh, you know, diamonds are formed under pressure. Knives get sharper when you grind them. You know, it makes us better at dealing with life. And when you've experienced a lot of pain, then other things won't bother you as much. So get through it. Dude. Dude, that was good. That was good. That was... And you know it also allows Diamonds us to, feel, to let other people feel feel that pain because um, I don't know. It's accepting it in a way, accepting pain. Mm-hmm. There's a concept called radical acceptance in dialectical behavior therapy, and I cannot tell you how many people get upset when I bring up that phrase. One, nobody likes radical anything, right? But they're like, why would I accept that? So to that's so positive. That's so toxic. That's such a toxic thing to say. And I said, oh, you didn't even let me explain what it is. And I said, it's coming to terms with life's pain of things that you don't have control over. 
And there's three major parts to the skill. The first thing is recognizing the reality of the situation, right? The reality of the situation, let's put grief in, as an example. If somebody passes away, there are two things I say you can't change, right? It's death and yesterday. So, I mean, what, no matter what people want to do. Even as a past life regressionist in my spiritual work, I tell people you can't change the past. Don't come to me to change the past. It ain't going to happen. And it shouldn't and wouldn't. But recognize the reality. The person is gone, right? The second thing is what lesson can you take away from this? What are you supposed to? Now, of course, with grief, it's not always this topic. Sometimes you just right. sit through. There's no lesson in death. But sometimes you can say to yourself, and I know from my brother's loss, and I tell people, like, I'm a therapist and my brother committed suicide. And you can make, you can assume the really kind comments I've gotten on social media about that, um, that there are a lot of assumptions that come with that, right? My lesson was is that, you know, I was there for him as much as I could and he was just too sad, right? And that's something right. like I can I can sit with now. I'm three years in. You know, I just did a podcast about it because I can finally talk about it deeper. But I had to sit through that grief, man. There was nothing I could do with it. Sitting with pain, that's why this topic is so important and near and dear to my heart is I had a situation where I was forced to. You know, I was forced to. It couldn't go anywhere. And I wasn't going to take my life. And I wasn't going to self-destruct or use drugs and alcohol or turn to somebody else to fix it, you know, or use, you know, sex and relationships, which is something I did when I was a teenager and young adult. I wasn't going to do that. I couldn't, you know, I'm, I was in my early 30s. It's time to grow up. And despite like one of the, if not the deepest pain I've ever felt, the only thing the lesson was is that there's nothing to do with it, Anne. <laughs> there's yeah. nothing you can do with it. You have to go through and I tell people that I did, you know, and I, I truly am. It is a light at the end of the tunnel that I learned more from that horrendous experience than, than anything else in my life. And the third part of radical acceptance is life is still good. Life is still good and worth living, even if that pain and that lesson is happening. That radical acceptance isn't saying be okay with it. It's saying life is still good and worth living, even if it exists. You know, we we have these views that we're seeking out happiness. I tell people, are you somebody that you have difficulty being okay with not being okay or not okay with being okay? It just depends what side of the spectrum you're on. And me, I had a lot of difficulty, like, not being okay. And now I have difficulty being just okay. You know, like, contentedness. Like, I need, I need there to be chaos because it was something I thrived right. in for so long. So as you go through your, your journey of whether being okay or not okay, that, yeah, you have to just keep forging on. You know, there's no better way than through. And as I'm talking about this topic, it, it is a little painful. But the more I'm being challenged to change the perspective, the more the easier it gets. Like I'm kind of thinking about a seed, right? That is planted. Mm -hmm. And when you think about a seed being planted, that seed has to die to, to bring forth life. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes looking back at my life, some of those most painful moments, a part of me died, but then a part of me, you know, lived. <laughs> I don't know. It, mm -hmm. it probably makes no sense when I say it, but. No, it does. It makes sense. 
And I hope for anyone who's listening in, um, you get inspired and you don't let pain, um, you don't let pain seep into your identity so much where you can give yourself compassion. Hey, I'm going through a hard time and it's okay. You know, um, there's going to be seasons in our lives, lives that are not going to be fun. But it's a matter of time that you go through the season and you're able to look back and with a smile and say, wow, you know, I'm not happy I went through that, but now I'm a stronger person because of it. Um, so I want to encourage myself, everyone who's listening in, when those painful moments and when those painful days come where you just really can't look past it, know that it's not going to stick around forever. Know that there's a part of you that's just going to bring more life into this world through it. Yeah. Word. Word. <laughs> and you had nothing else? Good work? No. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what do you think about that, though? You, just word? Just, you know, I <laughs> sometimes, like, when something's said well, I know, Miss Talker Ian, like, I got nothing. You said it nicely. Okay. So that's that's a good sign, then. <laughs> I, second, I second that German notion. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to learn. <laughs> wow. God. Oh, we're goofy. That's the best. <laughs> it is always like it always happens like at the hour yeah. mark oh god mark. well we got some messages it's good timing and i'm not going to click it because you know what happens when i click it i realized i clicked um i think dumpster fires i clicked and then no one special i'm not going to touch it i'll let you do it <laughs> but i think it doesn't do it anymore now it'll just pause the message i think oh, okay <laughs> yeah so i think we're good <laughs> all right billy k thank you for being here thank you for um riding through this painful conversation with us it's not that painful i'm having fun but it's just not a topic that everyone wants to hear all the time but i'm glad that i'm gonna that we had that talk afterwards really glad so what's on your mind billy healer haven i really like everything you're saying about this uh i bring up jocko a lot Um, but there's a video you should watch on YouTube. It's called good. And it's basically about everything you're saying and just from a different perspective. And I think you'd really like it. And it's about accepting everything and finding the good in it. So you can move forward. I will. I will. Thank you for letting me know. I will definitely listen to it. And thank you for the compliment. Did you want to click the next one? Oh, your thanks for... Okay, your pause. I I literally... (laughs) Oh my gosh. I literally looked at the thing and I realized that it was muted. I know he'll come back. So I'm going to... I'm going to keep forging on. Amina, and thank you for sharing on social media. I just saw it. Thanks for sharing on your your page. Um, You're wonderful. I'm going to click your lovely little button and see what your bright mind has to say. Healer Haven, you are hurting me in all the right ways. <laughs> like, whew, cause I am currently going through something that's really tough right now. And I'm like a perfectionist. 
uh, I don't like when things don't go my way. I understand that you can't control everything, but normally I can kind of bounce back and redirect situations in my life and get them back to where I feel like they should be. But it's always the hardest when you have to accept that, you know, what, what did you say? Radical acceptance? Like what? Having to just submit and just surrender that, you know what, no matter what you can do, no matter what you try, you may not be able to fix the situation. And I think that's one of the hardest things for me to deal with because I wanted my way. But yeah, no, <laughs> contentness, Con- being content is truly what I strive for in any situation, good or bad, because happiness is fleeting. You know, it often is just a state of mind. Absolutely. I agree. And that's when you're talking about I mean, I don't know. I, you said perfectionist. So I, I tell people I am a recovering perfectionist. And I say recovering because I relapse. So um, I would love, I've been f- trying to find somebody to do a talk on perfectionism with me. And I, I would love to do a talk with you on that if you're open to it. Because I feel like that topic alone, we didn't talk about the mental health part of, health part of that. But you're right, like that failure, there's this diagram um, if anybody knows about the app Curable Health, it's for chronic pain. Speaking of pain, here's a little drop. No, I don't work for them. But Curable Health is an app, and it's really good on social media. They have great posts on Instagram about mental health, emotional health, and perfectionism. And it talks about, like, maladaptive perfectionism and um, healthy perfectionism, which is good for me because I always say perfectionism is something that's, like, a part of me. It's a characteristic trait of mine that – um, I'm not, I'm, I'm looking to alter it, but not get rid of it because it really helps me succeed, um, in a lot of ways, but it talks about, you know, people that are maladaptive perfectionists will set unrealistic expectations for ourselves, like imposter syndrome, right? Like never doing enough, never being enough. Healthy perfectionists just set goals, <laughs> right? They, sure. they set goals, they have successes they want, but in this diagram that they posted, they, they both end almost like one of those, I forget what it's called, the drop-down algorithms, but it talks about, um, there's a word for it, and I know there's, like, people on here knowing what it is, but it always ends in failure, right, that that no matter what, like, failure is the thing, and I sat there, and I stared at that word, and I was like, ugh, yeah. <laughs> I just, and it still hits me, you know, like, failure, I think just defining what that means, but you're right, like, how do I get it to a point where I'm okay with it, because, I will be okay with other people failing, changing, altering, but how I deal with it myself, you know, is, yeah. is a whole nother ball game. So I appreciate you mentioning that because that could Absolutely. go into a whole topic in itself. So. Yeah. I just, I love your input, Amina. She's been such a great supporter for me. I mean, talking, talk about pushing through pain in my experience here on, on stereo. I just want to show you the biggest appreciation and gratitude been you've been a true blessing you too healer haven and um i'm grateful to have this talk when i think about pain i think that it doesn't have to be suffering like i feel like pain is something that we can't necessarily run from but when we suffer it's kind of an aftermath of running from it i feel like there is peace when it comes to accepting that pain um and it might not feel good but i think if we accept that the things that we cannot change it gives it allows us to really accept the good things we have going on in our life in our lives too what do you think yeah 
Absolutely. Hmm. Going back to that, like algorithm, right? Maladaptive view is obsessing over it and avoiding and the, the healthy version is learning from it. <laughs> like yeah. those failures. I was talking about perfectionism, but that's what the diagram ends with is maladaptive is avoiding and obsessing and healthy is learning. Mm-hmm. And it's it's hard for us to face that, but I agree with you. But I definitely agree. With you. I totally agree with the perfectionism part. I am. I don't know if I'm in the, in the recovering phase yet of perfectionism. <laughs> <laughs> it took but this a is... long time, man, and I'm still working. I I tell people I just I'm a recovering workaholic and and perfectionist and. Um, I have to work at it every, every day. It is, it is a constant, it is a constant thing, you know? Mm. Um, and it's something that's, it's a hard topic. It's a hard yeah. one. I like when you mentioned that it, there's a per, part of perfectionism that, that might not even be a bad thing. That's good for me to hear because, um, the bad perfectionism I feel like is, never being okay with how how you experience things or how you handle things being okay with the fact that hey you know i fell but i'm gonna keep getting up and keep trying um keep trying to be better but not perfect better and something i'm growing in definitely (laughs) i have a long ways Mm -hmm. to go yeah it's you got this. It's a journey. You got this. I got this. Yeah. All right. Dumpster fire is up next. So for me, I would have to say, appreciate the small things in life. Uh, for me, happiness is pretty much a cigarette and coffee in the morning. When it comes to the bigger things in life, I usually just <laughs> tend to appreciate Thank them you. as they come and not really worry too much about it. And as far as pain goes and, whatnot um life's too short um that's one thing i've always learned throughout the years and just don't care to actually um dwell on them absolutely absolutely don't dwell on the pain but allow yourself to feel it i love it nicely said nothing to add I agree with dumpster fire. <laughs> I also think your Absolutely. name is fantastic. Because I say that yeah. about my emotions sometimes. My emotions are complete dumpster fires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I'm a God. mess. I'm a mess too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for chiming back in, Amina. What do you have to say? Oh, my goodness. We have to have that talk because me striving to have this perfect image perfect life perfect uh just everything is starting to destruct um my life you know often i project that onto my friends and family and when i feel like they're slacking or they're not paying attention to detail it really gets on my nerve and i've really had to pull myself back because i don't want to strain these relationships because i feel like things need to be a certain way so yeah it's 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 ugly and when especially when things get tough it just gets my need for perfection or what my ideal of what perfection looks like gets stronger and it's just not healthy so we need to have that talk asap message me <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome 
I, I agree. should definitely have that talk with her. You guys would be amazing <laughs> together. Yeah, I think there's, it was somebody else that um, probably has similar, it sounds like her and I have similar energies that, and everybody romanticizes it. I'm not going to focus on perfectionism completely, but I think there's a lot of pain that perfectionists hold. You know, we look, the reason we're perfectionists is because we understand on an intelligent, deep level, it's an empathy thing. We know all the things around us that could go wrong, right? So our job is to keep everything in a way to reduce pain for people. And I say that is the core of my perfectionism is I, I, and there's where I say, I'm still working on it and I'm still learning to sit with it. I could talk about it all day long, but as I'm in recovery from perfectionism, like, Part of it is, let's say I screw up a project at work, right? And by the way, screw up a project means like I'm a full-time therapist in academia. So if I screw something up, it affects not just me, but patients, right? right? So if I get a documentation note wrong or, you know, and if I do that wrong, then it's going to go to the billing department, which causes them more work, which is going to cause my patient to get a $350, you know, instead of a $15 copay, they'll get a $350 bill during a stressful time. And that's more work they need to put in. So when someone says, why is documentation so important? Well, I'm a perfectionist and I get it done on time. So all those people don't have to worry, right? Mm. They don't have to worry. It's not because I care how I look. That's the, I think, the mistake people make is that perfectionists are about themselves. And here's the thing, coming back to, maybe it is. I don't want to sit with them having to do more work, right? So it's this vicious cycle that happens where it is, it's sitting with my own pain that even if people have a couple extra steps, they're going to be okay. And I'm going to be okay. Right. So it's, it it very much is a, people think it's a very, there's a balance. There's a selfish part to it and a very unselfish part. Mm. And this is me, this is maybe a little bit off topic, but when I think about pain, for example, I, I look at my, um, for example, the progress I've made just with podcasting and stereo, some of the biggest life lessons for me were through pain. You know, when I felt like giving up, but I kept doing the thing I love for the sake of doing it, not for the sake of proving other people that I am worth something, but to just do it because I love it. Yeah, man, I'm with you. German guy, I'm with you. (laughs) Thank you. <laughs> Why? Why every time? Uh, it makes me laugh so hard. I can't even not. Like, if, if it's one of you do those, you laugh, you lose it. If you were to come on the screen and be like, yeah, I would probably start laughing. Because yeah. it's just like serious, deep stuff. And then that. And it just it's just a good little icing on the cake. I feel like I can I can make you laugh so easily with my you can my German accent. <laughs> Why? I don't, uh, I don't know. I'm that's my small joy. I don't, I like yeah. laughing. Too. Oh look, yeah. we have messages. <laughs> Ooh, that's a good yas. Okay. Sometimes it's good to take a break from seriousness, though. Like it's a balanced thing. <laughs> It is. I'll let you. Are, oh, are you okay? Hey, it's the German You're guy awesome. in Healer Haven. What's on your mind? Yes. You haven't done that in a What's while. What's on your mind? <laughs> the German oh, wait. guy. Am I clicking it? Oh. Oh, I can click it. It's cool. 
<laughs> the idea of being a perfectionist is admirable. But letting it get in the way of your own success when things you can't control stop you from being perfect is the problem from what I'm getting at or understanding. And uh, you kind of have to have that balance, you know, the, the will and the effort to do the best you can, but then also the flexibility to roll with the punches, you know? I agree. It sounds like your happy little feline friend agrees with you, too. Yes. Your little cat in the background at the end, that was so sweet. Like, the cat was like, yeah! In your language. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hi, happy little oh, kitty. I... Hi, feline. Hi, and not just everyone that's listening, but all your furry little babies that are listening, too. Hi, we love you too, and thank you for taking care of our listeners. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, like, I think I've <laughs> changed my, or I've been challenging my perspective on pain a little bit already uh, during this talk, you know, realizing that it's not avoidable and the, the suffering, we create the suffering by trying to avoid the pain itself. Um, so it's a good, it's a good, you know, what's the right word? Help me out. Help the gym guy. Out. Um, 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 I know I normally help you out. It's, it's, you're stretching. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Sorry. I figured it out. I got out. nervous. I felt, I felt a lot of pressure there. What word am I looking for? I don't know. One thing I'm not, definitely not a mind reader, but that would be pretty, you know, that wouldn't be cool. I want to take that back. That would not be cool. I do not want to read people's minds. I have no interest. Mostly because not um, any other reason that humans have some. Okay. In therapy, and this is very open, by the way, 110%, any of my patients ever listen to this or my clients, I love the shit out of you. Okay. The crap out of you. <laughs> One thing I have realized, though, is there's some things. We have some good laughs about the, the strange things that come to people's minds, though. <laughs> Like, they're like, okay, I have to be honest about this. And I'm like, just go right ahead. And they're like, I've never told anybody this. And it's normally something really funny. Like, did you ever just picture, like, what my favorite one? No identifiable information, nothing illegal. Um, the person said to me, they're like, sometimes if people started annoying me, <laughs> I just picture animal heads on their bodies. What? Okay. <laughs> and, and I said, that is the most brilliant coping skill I've heard in a really long time because it was about not just annoying but like social anxiety that <laughs> they were like you know and I'm like that yeah, sounds like a really good is idea a good, <laughs> laughter is good medicine like sometimes you gotta find things that make you laugh uh, through the pain yeah and picture just picture for a second okay this is why I wouldn't want to read someone's mind you're walking down the street oh my goodness. and you're reading people's mind and you you see see them look at you and I'm picturing like a pig head or a boar head wow okay I'm done now I don't think I'd want to read their mind being like oh shoot I'm gonna picture a horse head on her face and I'd be like oh my god that's scary (laughs) sounds like a serial killer (laughs) no I'm just kidding anyways that's too funny thanks for planting that in my head next time I'll just totally see (laughs) Cow heads and pig heads. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just so 
<laughs> there are certain things that hit me. I laugh. I'm laughing just as hard now as I was when it happened. But you know, right. at the end of a therapy session, we had a good laugh for five minutes about that. It was it was a good. My favorite. I I just have to share this in general. If there's anybody listening, you're wondering like what your therapists think before, during, and after seeing you. I could say for myself <laughs> that I genuinely love the crap out of my clients. Like I sit there, I'm like, that is exactly what I need to do here today. As well as they'll be like, wow, you really helped me. And I'm like, you helped me too. Like that's yeah. where often what we think. I am completely moved in such a positive way by, I'm not saying this to be cheesy. Hopefully you know that, but other people listening, I mutual impact, man. When I leave that session, I'm like, it amazes me how human connection is really what therapy is about. That's why if you have a therapist that you're not connecting to, find one that you do because it makes a world of a difference. Absolutely. Be picky. Be picky about who's sitting across from you. Because um, when you find that person, you're going to know anything you want to say. That When you share your pain and you're nervous about that, they're going to say exactly what you need to hear sometimes. Yep. And when you find those people that you connect with and you, they help you to find, uh, keep growing, hold on to those people. You know? I agree. We all Sorry, need each other. Yeah, we do. I agree. I agree. I'm you just going to agree with you all day. Yeah. Oh, no. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Right, Amina Hawk is back with another a drop of her wisdom. Look forward to what you have to say. Nope. Nobody special. Don't be over here, okay, acting like you know me, okay? You hit it right <laughs> on the nail. My flex, my ability to be flexible and roll with the punches is at a very minimum at this moment right now, okay? Between 2020 <laughs> and COVID and losing jobs and just losing all my little nerves. Rolling with the punches is not on my um, top of priorities list right now, so you're right. And then throw in trying to be a perfectionist and not accepting life not going the way that I deem it should go. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. And I can't wait to have that talk because as the German guy knows, you know, we, we're honest and we keep it transparent on these stereo streets because my pain may be somebody else's pain, maybe somebody Absolutely. else's laughter, whatever it is. We're going to work through it together. All right. All right. I love that. You know, I think right. just a quick sidetrack. That's why when we were looking for a podcast name for for Tuesday and Thursday, I was like, I was brainstorming all evening. And then as soon as the amazing timekeeper, he just, you know, he just said, let's be honest. I'm like, that's it. You know, uh, it's so good to be honest. Like, it just feels so good to be able to be honest, not just with the good things, but also with the not so good things. So, yeah. yeah. I agree. Let's uh, be honest. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Mine would be like, let's be mostly honest. No, I'm just kidding. That's not true. Right. <laughs> I always say, you know, there's people like, and you're not talking about this, but people that like blurt, you know, people that are overly honest. I know that's not what you're doing, what you're talking about, or the vibes. But I'm just right. sitting here and I'm like, I'm thinking of when. Are you brutally honest or honestly brutal? Right? Like there's mm. that's a big difference. And Absolutely. I believe that you guys will be brutally honest, not honestly brutal. Oh, that's that's so good. Cause like 
you shouldn't use honesty to pro- to project um, your pain or insecurity to someone else. Use it to respond, right? Not to. You can't. Oh, I'm just being honest. So therefore, I have the right to tell you that you're a bad person and you know make you negative. No, that's not the honesty we're talking about. And it just rubs me the wrong way when people keep using their honesty to um, come at me and show yeah. how how they're a better person than me. Yeah, um, I'm just try- I'm just yeah. I just want to be honest with you. And it's like, okay, <laughs> or I say to people like, did I ask for your opinion? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're you're assuming like unless I'm asking for your opinion, not you guys, but just in life with friends, you know, there's things. We always make jokes, my friends and I. I'll be like, okay, can I? I'll ask permission. I'm like, okay, can I give my two cents? And this will be like, totally. Like, I want your two cents. But there are some days we're like, no, none of us want to give you. No one wants to know sometimes what other people have to say about it. They just want to talk. (laughs) I think there's the kind of honesty that intends to um, destroy things. And then there's the kind of honesty that is life giving. And we have to know the difference. And that's why I like my show with Amina, because it's always so productive. I don't know. I just, if you guys listening in, if you want to tune into Let's Be Honest, it's going to be happening every Tuesday and every Thursday at 4, uh, 4 CST. I think that's 2 PST. Come in and chime in. Say hi. Um, Amina is really great. That is 2 p.m. Yep, Pacific time, 3 p.m. Mountain time. Whatever, yeah. Four. What did you say? Four p.m. Central Time and five yeah. p.m. Eastern Time. So if anybody has any wonder where you fit into that, yes. all the way across the spectrum. That makes me so sad. I'll never. I'll. I'll never be able to listen to it because I work. I like it's my client time. I'll have to. Maybe oh. one of these Tuesdays or Thursdays when I have off, I'll. I, I, I have a solution for you. You just you just moved to Canada. You're good. Yeah, then just that would also mean like quitting my job too. <laughs> right. Well, to be honest, I don't care because then there's no just kidding. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> See that's the that's the bad side of honesty right there. <laughs> I don't care how you feel. <laughs> you right. Oh, we got four uh, messages. Are you ready? I'll click the next one. You're listening to German right. Guy in Healer Haven. What's on your beautiful minds today? We're starting with Billy King. I hope you guys don't mind. I took the liberty of sending you a link for that video from Jocko. And uh, hope you guys enjoy. Thank you. I do not mind whatsoever. That's wonderful. Very cool. Quick update. Sorry, quick update to what I was just saying. That starting next month, it will be in the evening. So it won't be for... um, So we'll change the schedules a little bit, but we'll still come on like twice a week. Nice. Yes. Very cool. Evan, Evan, I won't say your last name just while well, it's on here, but Evan, you're next. Depends on the say? person. I could be brutally honest or honestly brutal, depending on if they deserve it. That, depending if they deserve it. Ah, deservingness. That's a whole other topic in itself. Mm. Yeah. Amina, Amina Hawk, you're next. Yeah, no, the honesty we're talking about, especially for our show, let's be honest, is we're honest and we're transparent with our listeners because we want them to, to be able to relate. We want them to know mm. that they're not alone, that they're not struggling yeah. by themselves. Um, when you, in my opinion, when you 
are relatable, your audience feels like they're at home. You know, they feel like yeah. they can trust you. They want to be engaging. You know, they become part of our little stereo live family. And although I do believe that you should be honest to people about certain situations, and I do mm -hmm. believe that you can say anything, but it's how you say it that matters. Do Absolutely. you say your honesty with love? Are you patient? Are you using the nice tone of voice? You know, are you gentle with people's emotions and their heart and their feelings? You know, <laughs> sometimes you do have to have a tough conversation, but you can say it in a respectful and appreciative demeanor. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. That if you say something through love, people will usually receive it with love. Um, absolutely. Well Sometimes. Said, I can't add it. <laughs> yes, that was well said. I was going to say that's your little stereo. Yeah, when I say in a good way, your stereo family, yes. So there's sometimes the world can be very cruel, though. You know, it's I, and not in a bad way, not in a bad way, not discrediting. That is totally true. I think if people show mutual respect for mo most of the time, and I, I can agree, I think people, you know, have the ability to do that. That's why I always say, sometimes I think when people try to be nice and someone's not, though, and that comes up, I'm right. just like, eh, the world really doesn't know you anything. You know what I mean? Like, but you did what you could do, and that's what's important. You shared your truth, your narrative, and your honesty, and regardless of how people respond to it sometimes, you know, you did yeah. what, you, what you could do. And I had a pretty um, good have, talk with Amina the other day when it comes to, like, a successful communication. What makes a successful communication successful? And the title is, you said what? You say, what? So you can always go back to listen uh, to th to those because they're really, really good. All right, we yeah, got Core the Goddess more. up next. Mm -hmm. I'm here for my German guy. Hello, Miss Haven. Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice hey, to meet Core. you, Janice. Yeah. The Goddess of Spring. The goddess of spring. That's nice. It is springtime. That's a good thing yeah. to be the goddess of because I feel like spring is about renewal and it's a mm. time to grow and change. It's a good thing to to be aware of. And today in Wisconsin, it is a quite beautiful spring day. It's like 70, 71. It's our hottest day of the year so far. So that was exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's getting pretty warm here in Canada too. My windows are open. I'm not freezing. So that's good. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> this is a very yeah, good thing. Um, I feel like we touched on a lot of good stuff today. Um, so what is something that you guys took away from, from this conversation? This talk might be a little bit shorter than two hours today, but it was just as valuable um, for me. Something I took out of this conversation was to not run it from the pain, but make an effort to learn from it, you know, allow myself to feel the pain. And um, yeah, if I can use it, use it for the better, because pain can be beautiful. <coughs> it it's, it's depends on how you respond to it. Agreed. It can. Doesn't have to be an enemy. It could be a frenemy. You know, Absolutely. at least give it a balance. <laughs> I always say pain is my frenemy. It's one of those where some days I like it and some days I don't. It just depends what I'm feeling. Yeah. But it's all about finding a balance, which kind of brings us back to a lot of our topics of 
mindfulness and balance and being present and, you know, taking away and learning lessons. I feel like if yeah. I had a, a, a set podcast name, Minus Minds Healer Haven on Spotify and everything, but um, a show name here would have to be something about learning or lessons. I feel like there would have to be something about um, about that. I'm going to have to think about that. I probably should think about having something a little more regularly, but I yeah, hope I that I can should. catch you guys when you're in the evening. I would love to to listen to it sometime, but I'll go back and listen to them. I am openly you, not you, good at that. So back. how can no? <laughs> no, I'm not. So how can people find you? Like uh, do you, you said, you have your own Spotify. Yeah, so um, I actually I have everything from TikTok to Instagram to um, I even have a website. It's under Healer Haven. If you look it up, healerhaven.com or on Instagram, you can always add me there, message me there. Um, I am very responsive in the nights and weekends and on Monday. So um, I'm somebody that I get back during the week, though, openly, um, because I work full time in academia. Tuesday through Friday, I'm pretty off limits um, because of that, just because I don't want people waiting, feeling like I'm ignoring them. But And then I also have a podcast. I'm on my 12th episode this Sunday that just released um, about P is for Pain. Um, that just happened um, this morning. So <clears throat> the season one will be ending. It's Healer Haven. You can go on Google Podcasts. It's on Google, Spotify, Apple, and Anchor, and some other random places I know too. So you can check it out there. Um, everything from kind of trauma work um, that we talk about, but it's science meets spirituality. So I kind of combine my science and my spiritualist side and talk about, I think, just human experience as a spiritual journey and and combining those worlds i do a lot of topics like like that so it's not all stuffy and about mental health stuff all the time and um but it is just about the human experience <clears throat> i love it and i often so, look yeah. at your tiktok videos and i get pretty i like your tiktok videos i look at them all the time <laughs> um yeah it's really good thank you if you haven't followed her yet on tiktok please do so even on here, or especially on here, give us a big fat follow if you want her to. Um, if you want to see when she goes live again, I do um, love big yeah. fat follows. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I'm start. I'm trying to <laughs> trying to get to that 500 mark so I can, um, because then it allows you to like see the monetization and stuff. So. Oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. That's cool. Nice. Sixteen away. Adam. 16. Adam. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Adam, Adam, Adam. All right. We got Amina Hawk coming in again. What's on your mind, Amina? All right. Thank you guys so much for this talk, German Guy, Healer Haven. It was very therapeutic for me. I really appreciate the growth and the honesty and the transparency that you guys both have brought to this talk. You asked us, what did we learn? Well, Amina Hawk learned that pain sucks, uh, professionalism is draining. And uh, when I say professionalism, excuse me, being uh, being perfect all the time, trying to perfect your life is extremely draining. And sometimes you just kind of got to go through that pain. Sometimes you just there's nothing you can do than just sit there and let it work its course, you know. And I think that's that's so deep. I mean, you don't want to stay in that that um, arena, but sometimes you just got to let yourself have the feels and then get up and work through it. But anyways, you guys are amazing. It's been my pleasure. Thank you, Mina. And you know that German guy, you know, whenever you need someone to talk to German guys here, you know that. You too, Hilo Haven. 
Oh, yeah, thank you. Yes, and I'm here for you too, friend. Oh, it means so much. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in today. Um, I'm going to go eat something because I'm like always hungry. But it's been a really, <laughs> it's been a pleasure. <laughs> it's always like the the hunger thing. I love it. I love when you say that. You're just yeah. like, you know, I'm hungry. I always catch you when you're hungry when we do our shows. Like, I think I'm oh, hungry now. <laughs> I eat too much. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. No. You're like, I. Okay, no, we're not even going to get into that. Okay, uh, <laughs> let's listen to this last comment. How about that? Let's listen to... Let's do it. Ooh, the goddess of spring is back. I don't like emotional pain. Um, I think sometimes I feel like that's worse uh, than physical pain for me. But I think that's partially because I deal with a lot of physical pain in my life because mm -hmm. of my genetic condition. I have a chronic pain disorder. Mm -hmm. And so I've just learned to be able to handle it better, maybe. But um, life is pain sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you can't really appreciate the good things without the bad. Absolutely. That was like the perfect way to sum up our talk because that was our general energy today was balance, you know? Yeah. I think that was a nice way to sum it up. <clears throat> I agree. All right. Um, yeah, thank guys. you guys for sticking around. <laughs> if, you don't my, have, my... if you haven't followed him, get him to that 500. He deserves it. He works hard. Do. Go follow him. Go message them. Thanks for the topic today. It's always good to talk to you. We'll definitely talk next week. We'll get on a, we just got to figure out a regular show and just do it ourselves. You have asked me and asked me and I am, I'm in a good space to like commit to that. So we're just going to do it. We're going to figure yeah. it out and we're going to, uh, we're going to support him also on Tuesdays and Thursdays with Amina Hawk and as they do their show and just remember to support each other. Remember that energy comes back to you, man. And I'm, you Absolutely. know, not saying that. So people follow us. I'm saying that. So, just from learned lessons that what you put out is what you get back. So just make Absolutely. sure to be in people's corners and be kind, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I support you all the way too. Uh, Amina, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for all of you guys listening in and showing support, core. Uh, we got no one special and so many other beautiful people. Um, I'll, be, I'll be back tomorrow. <laughs> we'll just kind of, I'll just have kind of a light topic with Timekeeper tomorrow about the bro code so it's going to be funny it's going to be yeah it's going to be something else so it's just a way to balance out my deep topics with my life topics but i'll be back hope you guys have an amazing rest of uh your easter and stay safe stay beautiful see you later see ya bye bye <laughs>